Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Michelle, and Abby. Today, we come to you with a very special edition of the podcast. We are going to talk about all things reality TV. We're going to touch on some things challenge. We are going to touch on some things survivor. We are going to touch on some things Big Brother, The Circle. We even have some Bachelor news. There's a bunch of things we're going to be talking about today. So we're really excited to be um, giving you a podcast that's a little bit different than anything we've done before. So we're just, a lot has been happening in the world of reality TV, and we just wanted to come to you and talk a little bit about what's been going on. Um, so the very first thing that we're going to touch on is that there has been um, more updates to the season 38 cast. So there were two more people that were added to the cast list. Um, they ended up being alternates. There is um, Lebo from Love Island, South Africa. And I believe it is Tima from um, Love Island, South Africa. And we learned that they were um, alternates. We don't know who they are. So for me personally, this was isn't like a huge loss. It makes sense to me that they had some refuses alternates. Um, instead of, you know, having more vets as, as alternates. So that made sense to me. And then also um, we found out that both Corey Lay and Josh were alternates as well for this season. So Corey Lay can't catch a break, huh? Yeah, seriously. in an alternate land. land. You know, <laughs> I'm not surprised that he's an alternate. I think that obviously we know that he got that call like very, very last minute. So it makes sense to me that he was an alternate. And I mean, if they're going to pay you to go sit in a hotel for a week, you might as well go do it, you know? So um, I know what we had talked about a little bit about um, how much alternates get paid. I can't remember. Was that if that was in a podcast or in a group chat? But no, we were talking in the group chat. Yep. Okay. So we were talking a little bit about how much alternates got paid. And I don't know how much alternates get paid, but I do have a little bit of insight as to maybe how much some um, like rookie challengers get paid. So I was listening. Okay. So I was listening to um, the Trading Secrets podcast, which is um, Jason from Becca's season of The Bachelor Bachelorette, Jason Tardick who is engaged to Caitlin Bristow. It's his podcast. And it's really interesting because he has reality stars on and he doesn't, he talks about their journey throughout reality TV, but he talks about it differently than anybody else because he talks about the finances behind it. So yeah. And he, he talks about influencing and how much influencers, you know, get paid for different things. And he had Morgan Willett on his podcast recently. And I listened to that. And um, she said that for Big Brother, you get paid $3,000 a week stipend unless you win. 
And if you win, then you don't get that stipend, but everybody else there gets paid $3,000 a week. So, and she said that um, she didn't get paid very much for appearing on X on the beach, but she didn't care. She thinks maybe she should have negotiated more looking back because of what a big character she was in the exes that she was bringing into the show. But um, she said that she didn't care how much she was getting paid on that show because her goal from that show was to get onto the challenge. They asked her to be on the challenge about halfway through that season of X on the Beach because she left for filming three days after X on the Beach stopped filming. And she said that And when she was set, when they were talking about negotiations for the challenge, she said that every rookie in her understanding gets paid the exact same and that it's very similar to what um, she got paid on Big Brother. So I don't know an exact number, but like around $3,000 a week ish is what rookies get paid. She said that you don't really get a raise until your third season. And then after that, it just depends on how, how many seasons you do as to how much you can negotiate and how much you get paid. But she said that big names like Bananas, West, CT get paid um, six, like six figures for just walking in the door. This Damn. is so interesting, especially so when, interesting. You, when you mentioned the uh, big brother, like they get 3K a week. I mean, I know they had a weekly stipend. I had no idea how much it was because if you watch the live feeds, you will say people, you will see people always saying, I have to make jury. I have to make jury because I need, if you go into jury, then they keep you sequestered and you're still getting that weekly stipend. If you go out one of the first, what is it? Five people, you go home and you're no longer banking that money. So I do know when I watch Big Brother live feeds, a lot of people are like, well, I need to make jury because I need that money. So that's very interesting. Yes. So, yeah. So I, I, I don't, again, know how much the alternates get paid, but knowing that rookies get paid about $3,000 a week to be there. Um, if the um, rookie, if even if the alternate, I would say pro- it's probably about the same. They probably get paid somewhere between three and 5,000, depending on who it is that's in quarantine. So that's my that's my guess and and answer to that question i i was like kind of excited when i was like oh i have an answer to this but I, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah so anyways that's the information that i learned the next thing that we're going to talk about um a little season 38 related okay so we want to touch on this because we don't want to ignore that it happened But we also recognize that we are three white women speaking on this topic. So I would just like to touch on it. Um, And that is the apology that Emmy made for her X Factor performance. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up here and course it's not going I'll try I'll see if I can put up too it says I want to address my ex-actor Romania performance in 2016 
Six years ago, when I was 18 years old, I performed only by Nicki Minaj on live broadcast of The X Factor. Nicki Minaj is my idol who inspired me since I was a child. During the broadcast, I sang all of the words to her song, including words that are very offensive in Western culture. I am from Romania and I did not know these words were culturally insensitive when used by white people. I would never ever in my life intend to offend, insult, hurt, or disrespect anybody. I am sorry from my heart for saying these words in the song. I now understand the impact and heaviness of using this word and how offensive my performance was to an entire community. I sincerely apologize to everyone, my friends, and to strangers I have offended. So that's Emmy's official statement that she put out about um, the whole X Factor performance. Now, my issue, my biggest issue with it is that I think, of course, like she needed to apologize. That's something that obviously had to happen. She is in the public eye and it is something wrong that she did. So it is something that she needed to address. Um, but my issue is when she addressed it, um, this has been a thing that people on Twitter and in the challenge community have been talking about for months now. And I know she obviously knew about that. I'm sure she's been tagged in a million things. I'm sure MTV has been tagged in a million things. They all knew this was going on and she was dropped supposedly at the airport for this. Um, and I think that because she was dropped is something that really pushed this apology forward to happen right now. So I think the timing of it is a little fishy. Um, but at the same time, I do think it's something that she needed to apologize for. Yeah. Um, I totally agree about the timing. It seems like they, the producers or MTV or whatever demanded, Hey, if you, you ever want to, it reminds me of the whole Jordan and Nia going live on Instagram and doing their apology so that they could get Jordan back on the show. It just seems very, very calculated to me. Um, as far as the timing, she could have done this, like we said, when the video came out, however many months or a year, I don't even know. It feels like the last time the challenge was on was so long ago, um, but she could have done it then. So it just, it seems very calculated to me. We'll see what happens in the future. Well, they use that apology as the reason why they can bring her back next season. Um, and, you know, I, I really think just the timing it's weird to me. It's it insincere. It's weird to me how MTV seems to move with this type of thing. I mean, they knew that this was out there. They knew that fans knew about it. They knew that um, the performance was a thing when they had her perform at the reunion, when they gave her the initial call to be on season 38, when they gave her the final call before they told her right before she departed that she wasn't going to be on the season. They knew the whole time. And so the only 
thing that really makes me feel for Emmy in this situation is the way that MTV handles everything. But I think that everything that she does, everything she did, and I mean, her actions do have consequences. And I think that's something that we're seeing. And I think that's okay. I mean, I think that's, you know, something that potentially needed to happen. Yeah, agreed. It, it did. It did. Any Anything else we want to touch on with this? I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I'm, I never liked her in the first place, so. I, yeah, that's the other thing. I think she was a good competitor, but I don't think that it's the greatest loss in the world. There's a million people in the casting pool, and they don't need to be bringing on people that don't know about our culture. That's that's also part of the problem with casting all these international people. Like, even if she really didn't know, then that is part of why international people shouldn't be being cast on our shows because they just don't know enough about what is and isn't appropriate worldwide because it is different. There are cultural differences. Yeah, and I can't say I've, I've never even been overseas except to islands. So, I, I mean, I don't know what what people in other countries, how their culture is unless I'm told Same. by someone who lives there. So, I mean, I don't know. But uh, one thing we cannot get twisted is she knew about this before. She knew that this was wrong. Yeah. For a while now before Absolutely. she made this apology. So... I I think, yeah, the timing of the apology is very fishy. I think she should have apologized as soon as she realized that this was not okay. If she really was ignorant to the situation, then the apology should have came months ago. Absolutely. So I'm not all about people who are going to, after, after they get called out or after they get, I mean, she got, never mind, she was called out. But after then she loses this shot to be on Challenge 38. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm all about growth and change, but I'm not about someone who's going to make this. I, that I personally feel was just a blanket apology just to, I mean, is that the right word? Like, yeah. I mean, to, to appease MTV or to appease, you know, if, if she really meant yep. it, if she had really thought about this, it would have happened months ago. And that's my opinion. And it's, that's what I'm, so whatever. Good riddance. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. It feels opportunistic is the word after you Thank just said you. all that, Abby, that's the word that came in my head. Yes. Thank you. Very opportunistic. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I'm not sad. I'm not sad to see her go. I'm just, um, sad about the way that MTV handled the situation. I wish that they would handle situations like this better. They yeah, have no consistency. It's, you know, we could go on and on about it. There's no consistency in the way they handle these things. Not at all. But um, moving on from that, I think that, you know, we've talked a little enough about that. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about is real world homecoming. So I personally 
haven't been watching the season of Real World Homecoming yet. I will get there, but I haven't gotten to it yet. There's a lot of other things I've been watching. So um, Abby and Michelle are going to tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, Abby, I guess I'll start, watch? Michelle. Sorry, go ahead. I said, do you want me to start? Well, I was just going to ask you before we start, because I don't think I even asked you this. Did you watch the original Real World New Orleans, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Me too. Okay, so we're coming from the same background. Okay, that, go, go right ahead. Yes, so my one of mine and Michelle's favorites of all time is Melissa Beck or Howard now, or wait. <laughs> no, you're not right. She's Beck now. Okay. Um, so I've loved her since her first, since the original, um, New Orleans. Um, my favorite thing about this season is her and, um, Tokyo and Danny. I love them. And I also like Kelly, even though people find her boring, um, I still like her. I have a soft spot for her. Um, but one thing I think that me and Michelle have talked a lot about and can definitely agree on, and I think most of y'all agree on, is how batshit crazy Julie is. And it's almost kind of sad because there has been a lot of good moments on this homecoming um, season, but I feel like Julie's craziness has almost like overshadowed them all, has taken away from those moments, I guess, um, that could have been really like even more powerful because of her to me insanity um I mean, what do you right, think michelle right. there there was i mean where she, where julie 100 she julie lost me the night where she got wasted at the drag show poor tokyo oh. cleaned up her throw up slept next to her bedside fed her crack took such good care of her and the next day all julie wanted to talk about was you know, I don't know what he did. He put hands on me. It was not okay. And it just, she totally twisted someone who was helping her and trying to make the situation better into someone who was harming her, probably because she was embarrassed about how she behaved and acted. So she wanted to flip the narrative and thank God it didn't work. And I, I have to wonder if this aired... 20 years ago, 10 years ago, however many years ago, maybe that would have worked. And maybe that would have been the narrative that he like was inappropriate towards her, which he wasn't. Um, the second thing she did that made me completely uh, get on the other side of her and not like her at all is when she called her husband and said, I'm taking them for the team. I got wasted last night. I'm trying to make good TV. Everyone's boring. This show is not about like trying to make good TV. Of course, every show you want it to be good TV. But I think with the first and second seasons of this real world homecoming, everyone was trying to like have real conversations and kind of bring it back to the old days of reality television and not the forced situations that we're getting time and time again on these shows. So Julie is just a mess. She, I, I don't know. I, and I think she's doing it to get a call back from the challenge because she's all over social media saying, I'm going to come back to the challenge. I'm going to, she had some quote on Instagram that she's going to like bring Beth and someone else who was Eric niece. I don't know. She was like, I'm going to make sure they make it to the final. It's like, how do you, how are you going to make sure they make it to the final? I don't know. 
She it's absolutely unhinged to watch Abby. Oh, I could. <laughs> I never liked her on the original season, and I, I, and I adored Melissa. And I was like, oh, I don't know why they're so close, but whatever, you know. So, I'm actually kind of happy that Julie showed her true colors to Melissa, and Melissa got that dead weight like out of her life, because um, she doesn't deserve that. But I mean, I didn't like her on her original season. On the challenge, she was just crazy. I mean. I, I don't know what, she, I, I can't even watch the clip of her and Veronica because I, I, my skin just crawls when I see that, when she's trying to unhook Veronica's safety thing. And me and Michelle were talking about this the other day. One of the funniest moments ever is when, I think it was the duel or I don't know, one of the ones that's airing, that's, was aired that we could go back and watch and me and Mitch, um, not not the Mitch I recorded with, but my husband, Mitch, um, were watching it and her episode where she's, she wanted to, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, okay, baby, hold on. Um, okay, Michelle, you take over. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. So we were talking about, and I, I actually don't know what season it was, but and Abby watched it more recently, so she knows the details better than I do, but we kind of touched on it briefly. When they're riding, like, those little tiny bikes in the air, and there's two different paths you can go, and there's one path where the track that you're riding on is a little bit wider, and it's the longer path to get around. Um, and then there's a second path you can choose that is straight and gets you to your destination quickly, but the track is very, very uh, slim and small. And I think whatever team Julie was on was losing so bad. So she had, she like her, she thought her only hope was to go on this straight path. And she's on this bicycle and she just keeps repeating to herself, the road to God is straight and narrow. And I don't know why I like that quote always stuck with me. And when Abby brought it up to me the other day, we just like, we had such a laugh about that. Um, as soon and as she started, Okay, I'm sorry, I'm back. How to get Kyler some water. Um, so as soon as she's like starts going, she doesn't even get off the main platform before she just goes her plunk and just yeah. tips right over. And yeah. that's what I love about it. I'm like, okay, girl, good job to that. Okay, anyways, I know we're supposed to be talking about homecoming, but I mean Julie has like taken up so much energy of that series. It's just gross to me. I don't know. I still enjoyed it. I really like to see how, how they've changed in some of their talks. Um, Matt still doesn't seem to, to believe in certain things, but he's, I don't know. I'm like weird about him. Like, I feel like he, he really to me, wants to. It feels like they put him in a time capsule and they just released him because nothing has changed. He looks exactly the same. It freaks me out. I don't know. He does. And he seems to be like really good friends with them. And even, you know, I mean, he, he doesn't understand homosexuality, but he seems to love Danny and accept him. So I'm like, which is it, dude? You know, like, I, I don't know. He, he's a wild card. And he seems to be avoiding conversations that he has to give his opinion on these things. And I guess that's probably to protect his image within the church. 
in front of America. And I kind of see Kelly avoiding certain topics and conversations in the same way to kind of probably protect her image. So this season, it, with the exception of Julie, does feel a little bit more guarded to me because people are very aware of what they want to and what they don't want to talk about. Um, of course, with the exception of Julie, who will talk about anything to anyone. And I think one thing that came out in the last week about Julie was the whole last episode was kind of centered on Julie showing a shirtless photo of her husband to some of the housemates. That's how the show portrayed it. But we found out from social media this week, it wasn't just a shirtless photo. Danny called it an eggplant photo of her husband. And she showed it to the whole house or to Kelly and Danny, at least. I don't know who else she showed it to. Abby, I don't know if you remember who else she showed it to, but I know she showed it to Kelly. So they kind of make Kelly seem like maybe she overreacted to a shirtless photo when it wasn't a shirtless photo. So I don't know what Julie, she, I, I don't know if she's trying to create enough chaos that they're like, we got to get this woman on the challenge and she wants this to be her next career. I was trying to do some digging on her social media to see if she like has a job or what she does. I don't know. She's I'm very into yoga. I don't know if she's a yoga instructor or she just likes yoga, but I couldn't tell if she's like really trying to like, all right, next phase of my life, I'm going to come back to the challenge and that's going to be my career for a few years. Otherwise, I don't really know how else to explain this behavior. Okay, well, we don't want her. <laughs> no, we don't. That's not we the don't. kind of chaos I like. I like chaos, but I don't like delusional, psychotic chaos. And that's what she just, she just gives off those vibes to me. Like, Jamie's wife is watching this. Your husband may be okay with all this. But how do you know about what Jamie's wife is feeling? And you're talking like this? It's it's just really. Mm, nah. She went on national. Well, not now. She went on Paramount Plus and said that her husband has given her a hall pass to sleep with Jamie. Like, and it's just so wild. It's so wildly inappropriate. And every episode she talks about her sexual chemistry with him and how she's all blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. Okay, I need to watch this. <laughs> oh, Christina, you need to watch it for sure. It's, but it's like, you're going to watch it. You're going to have to pause because you're going to be cringing and you're going to need a break. Like, it's, it's hard. <laughs> Some of it's hard to get through. Yikes. Um, but I, I have to seen Melissa back on my screen. And I think Tokyo gets the award for most change for the better. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's just, seems like an incredible person now. And he, you did it. And not that he was an incredible person at the beginning. He was very closed off on the original uh, season and he didn't really open up to people. So we didn't really get to know him. So seeing him now, it's really, really nice. It's so, it's yeah, it's so refreshing. Yeah. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's about it. We're just doing like a quick little recap of every show y'all. So yeah. Um, and then the next one we're going to talk about, no, I know no one out there has watched this show, but I, unfortunately I did. It's, it was Worst Cooks in America. It's a food network show. Um, the theme, and I've never watched the show before. I know Johnny Bananas was on the show before, but that would not be a reason for me to watch it. So I did not watch the Johnny Bananas season. I did. But this season, you did? Yeah. I watched it. Johnny <laughs> you 
Uh, yeah, he got second. No so, way. Or wait, <laughs> he won. He either won or got second. But um, he was on the same season as Wells Adams from The Bachelorette, that bartender of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, yeah I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. He was on the same season as him, and one of them got first, and one of them got second. Oh my god! I didn't see. I didn't. I never. I didn't pay attention to that season at all. I watched that season. I can't remember which one it was. Probably because I didn't care who won because they both were in the top two. Because <laughs> that'd be yeah. who it for you know. But yeah. I want to say that Wells won, and he was like, "Yeah, I beat the seven-time challenge champion or something like that." So. Oh, well, is Wells the one who's married or engaged to Sarah Highland from yeah. Modern Family? Okay, I know who he is. Okay, he's he has a good personality. That guy. Yeah, I've, I've heard him on podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So he has a podcast, Your Favorite Things podcast. I'm just gonna shout that podcast out because it's one of I don't, I don't want to say it's like one of my favorite podcasts, but like it kind of is like I could listen to it no matter what kind of mood I'm in. But it's really interesting because they like literally just like talk about their life and like the BS that goes on in their life. But like as they're talking, they talk about the, the positive things that happen. So it's their favorite things. And so whenever what something is their favorite thing, they have like a bell that's like ding, ding, ding. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Cool. Nice little. Oh, I haven't listened to that one. I think I heard him as a guest. You know what I listened to him? He had a podcast with Stephanie from the Hills, and they yeah, were recapping the Hills. Hills. Yeah. I listened. Stephanie to that. was so checked out. She like didn't even want to do it. You could tell like half the time she was either late, didn't show up. He had a cover for her. It was like a very cringe podcast. I don't know why I listened to it. I think I kind of got into the Hills, and that's why I was listening to it. Um, but that's kind of what I knew him from. And I so, thought he had a nice personality. So I just looked it up. Well, is, Wells did beat Johnny in Worst Cooks. So, so Johnny came in second. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Good for him. Yes. Um, so on this season, they, they themed it out. So it was called so, uh, Celebrity Edition That's So 90s. So everyone came from a show from the 90s. They had um, Curtis Williams from The Parenthood, which I always watched that show growing up. Um, Nicole Tom from The Nanny, not really super familiar with her. I didn't really watch The Nanny. Lori Beth Denberg from All That. Jenny Kwan from California Dreams, which is like one of my favorite 90s shows ever. I'm obsessed with it. Um, then Mark Long, which was the reason why, one of the major reasons why I was like, I got to tune into this. Mark Long's on it. Um, Matthew Lawrence, who was Jack on Boy Meets World, one of the Lawrence brothers. Alisa Donovan from Clueless, Jody Sweeten from Full House. She's also doing double duty because I know she was on Beyond the Edge too. And then Tracy Gold from Growing Pains. They broke them up into two separate teams. Mark was on the red team. And I was really surprised about how well he did. He made it all the way up until the episode before the finale. And then he was eliminated by... um, Matthew Lawrence in a head-to-head pasta challenge. So he got cut right before the finale, but he's actually probably one of the stars. He came off really well on the show. He came off very likable. I have really, he's really grown on me in the last few years. Like I remember him from watching the challenges back in the day. Like he was always there and a big presence and everything, but he wasn't always my favorite, maybe because he was kind of like 
always like a front runner. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't connect with him so much back then, but lately I really, really like him. Um, so the other thing with this show was apparently there were supposed to originally be 10 episodes of the show when there were only eight. They must have filmed it last year in first or second quarter because uh, Elisa Donovan was on this radio show that I listen to every single day called Jeff Lewis Live on Sirius XM Radio. Jeff Lewis was uh, on Bravo's Flipping Out and he's just a very entertaining guy and he has an hour radio show on Radio Andy on Sirius XM. So it's like my little daily addiction that I listen to and it just brings me joy. And Elisa Donovan is a, kind of like a regular guest on the show. And Elisa must have told Jeff in confidence, hey, there was another person on the show, but they had to edit this person out and gave him the reason why, because when they were talking about worst cooks and kind of promoting it, Jeff right away dug in and said, hey, wasn't there someone else who was supposed to be on the show? And you could tell Elisa did not want to talk about it, but he went in on it. And basically what happened was this show probably was supposed to come out a little bit earlier than it did. But because there was a cast member on the show who, per this Jeff Lewis Live interview, had a warrant out for their arrest in July of 2021 or got arrested in July of 21, they had to re-edit the entire show and completely remove this person. And it's so funny because I watched every single episode. I didn't notice anything. I didn't notice any weird cuts. Nothing, nothing would have stood out to me about this until I heard this interview. So I was trying to do some digging to see who people thought it was. So the top three people that people thought that uh, was on the show and got cut out was Nicholas Brendan, who was an actor on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who I think has been in a lot of legal trouble over the years. Um, I think he has had some um, issues with alcohol and drugs and he was arrested last year, last summer at one point. Andy Dick was the second person that people uh, speculated. And then the third person that people speculated was from That's So Raven. His name is Kyle Massey. And he was also uh, arrested or a warrant was issued for his arrest in July of last year. Um, God. And I think it was for like a relationship with a minor. Oh. So I don't know which one of it was. I originally was like, it's got to be Kyle. It's like adding up to everything they're saying. But then I looked up that So Raven and that show was out in the 2000s. So I don't know if they're playing fast and loose with like the That's So 90s. Mm. Or maybe it wasn't him and it was Nicholas Brendan. That's kind of the two I thought it was. So I don't know. I'm trying to do some digging and figure it out because I'm so curious. But if anyone meets Mark Long, can you please ask him about this? I really want to know. Um, I'll be meeting Mark Long in July. I'll try to rem remind me and I'll ask him for you. Okay, I will. Um, and anyway, just to like, if anyone wants to know, spoiler alert, like don't watch the show. It was not very good. But if you are, if you uh, are going to watch it, just tune out for a minute. Um, the top three ended up being um, Tracy Gold. Jody Sweeten and Elisa. Oh, it was top four. Matthew Lawrence, Jody Sweeten, Elisa Donovan, and Tracy Gold. And Tracy Gold ended up winning. From she's from Growing Pains, if anyone doesn't know. She was 
the daughter of Growing Pains. Why am I blanking on her name from Growing Pains? Carol. That was like my favorite show. Carol, Carol. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love that show. <laughs> okay, so that that's really all I wanted to say about Worst Cooks. Um, and again, I don't suggest watching it. It really wasn't that great. But Mark came off really well, so that's good. So since you were just talking about jo Judy or Jody Sweden, I am yeah. really about Beyond the Edge really fast just because that's the sh another show that she was just recently on and honestly I I'm not going to pretend to know exactly how far she got this is a show that I kind of tuned in and out of I watched um episodes here and there of it but I didn't watch every single episode by any means but I do know that she made it pretty far I want to say that she was definitely in like the top five towards the end probably like three or four I know that she yeah. made it far but I'm just not quite sure exactly how far to quote that but um what I wanted to talk about with Beyond the Edge is that the winner of that show it just ended um like two weeks ago was Colton Underwood and um Colton Underwood and Ray Lewis were the two people that were in the finals and Colton won and this was a show that it was um it came on after Survivor it was supposed to be kind of like Survivor, but they didn't vote people off. Um, when they did daily challenges and stuff, they were earning money to uh, towards their their charity at the end. And instead of being voted off, it was if they could handle everything that was going on, the pressures. I think um, that there were multiple like medical evacuations. I again, I I don't want to be like quoted like say for a fact because I don't know but I'm pretty sure that um the reason that Jody left was because she like broke or sprained her ankle or something um I know Christina that I think you're I think you're right because I remember kind of sometimes yeah. I would watch like a few minutes of the episode because it was after Survivor right and there was always a preview yeah. and I remember a preview where Jody was kind of saying like I don't know if I'm going to be able to go on I don't know if I can continue you could tell she was injured I didn't, yes, I didn't watch that episode, but I'm pretty sure that that's when she goes out because she wasn't on after that. Um, but, and that is towards the end of the season. Um, I know Meta World Peace, he, he left on his own on like the second or the third episode, just the environment of living out in the jungle just wasn't for him. Um, and you also have to think, you know, the people that are on this are, are used to a pretty luxe lifestyle and you know it's not just like a person that is going on survivor who is you know like a average joe person it's people who are millionaires that are going on this show um but anyways colton won and um i think it's interesting because the charity of his choice was the colton underwood legacy foundation which um goes towards Empower, to empower people with cystic fibro cystic fibrosis so it does go towards you know like a good charity even if it is his charity um but I think that is just really interesting on how much Colton has been able to monetize himself and himself as a brand um since his first appearance on The Bachelorette I mean he was on Becca's season of The Bachelorette and then he appeared on Bachelor in Paradise. He was the bachelor of his season. He had an ending like no one has ever seen before. He made great TV. 
Um, he came out as gay on Good Morning America. He had a Netflix special come out, Coming Out Colton. And now he has appeared in one, Beyond the Edge. So um, he's someone that I think, I'll, although I know has some controversial things in his past, um, I mean, he's really made a name for himself. And another thing that I think is very interesting about the Beyond the Edge show in and of itself is that it was so hard for me to find information on this show when I went to look it up to just like kind of fact check myself on some of the um, information that I had. Um, there, yeah, like there's like no e-news TMZ articles about this that I would consider factual um but yeah, yeah. I mean when I I just before we started talking about it I just was like very curious because I I come from a cable television background so I'm always very curious about ratings and how things perform and it's it's it seemed like and I didn't look at every episode but it seemed like the show was losing at least half of the survivor audience like if the survivor episode um, one of the ones I was looking at had something like 7 million viewers or 5.8 million viewers beyond the edge was getting something like 2.5 million viewers. It was not holding up. And it, you would think it's like a very similar pre premise. And if they couldn't keep that survivor audience, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee this show having a season two, Christine, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think that it will either. And I'm totally fine with that. It wasn't a show that I was like super into, but it came on after Survivor, and I watched it sometimes, and um, I just think that, especially because of the Colton connection to it, um, it's just a really, you know, interesting, interesting season. Um, interesting show to watch. So, speaking of it coming on after Survivor... Um, we recently also had the Survivor finale. Abby, do you want to get us started talking about the Survivor finale? Yeah. Um, so I love this season of Survivor. I had actually started it. Um, like halfway through. Yeah, like more than halfway through. And I watched like three episodes and I, you know, asked people, I'm like, do I need to go back and, and watch like this whole season? And everyone was like, hundred percent you do. And so I did, I binged it and it was so good. And it was so, cause the one, I don't know, I started, it was after merge. I think the first person voted off was high. Yeah. High was the first was the first episode I watched when he was voted off. So, um, I'm already blank. Guys, I have binged like three seasons of Survivor since 42. So I'm getting all the names mixed up. But um, Tori was already on the jury and somebody mm -hmm. else. Um, so yeah, anyways, I went back and watched and it was so good. Like, all of it was amazing. But from the first episode I watched, I was a Marianne fanatic. I just thought she was adorable and so sweet. Even though I pretty much liked everyone who was, who was left. I wasn't a huge fan of Mike. I don't know, for some reason. And 
Jonathan bugged me a little bit the way he spoke to the women. But other than that, like I really, I really loved everyone. Um, so anyways, I think the final five were Mary Ann, Mike, Jonathan, Lindsay, and Romeo, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm not looking at the notes right now. So this is all off the, the top of my head. Um, and then Jonathan went first and then Lindsay, mm-hmm. uh, which Lindsay had yeah. like, what? Lindsay was voted out first. Oh, she was first and then Jonathan? Yeah. Um, Lindsay, so they had the... Um, challenge and Mike won the challenge and he took Jonathan to the big feast or whatever and at that point they had um like a tribal elimination or whatever and Lindsay's voted off you're right because Jonathan and Mike did fire against each other okay yeah (laughs) and I thought Lindsay's story was so interesting so when I first got into it I I didn't really like her but when I started watching it from the beginning like I saw what everyone was talking about and I like fell in love with her she was awesome um but she also got lucky I mean she got really lucky too because she could have been gone a few weeks you know with the a few weeks ago before she left with the or I guess a few weeks to us but a few days for her with the twist they had um but anyways in the final three it was Romeo Mike and Marianne And for those of you who watched the segment where the jury was asking questions, um, I was honestly impressed with all three of them, but, but especially Mary Ann and her, her answers. Um, I was also really impressed with Romeo. I thought he did so good at that last tribal. Um, I did not think he would have like a shot in hell, but like, even I, when he was answering the questions, I was like, Hmm, like, could he sway them? Because, because his answers were very um I don't know they drew up my emotions and I, I just thought he, he did a really eloquent and great job at delivering his answers but ultimately Marianne won by a landslide I think it was I think the only person who voted for someone else was Jonathan and I think he voted for Mike yeah and so Marianne had it in the back and every all the jury so uh, they all said like, they really were like, when they got there, they, they did not know. They didn't know who they were going to vote for. Um, so obviously her, her answers. And I think busting out that idol at the end. And even though she had really wanted to play it on Lindsay in that one tribal council, she's like, I know this will be my best move to keep, to go to present to the jury when they're asking me questions. And she, she pulled it off so well. I totally agree with you. I think she pulled it off well too, but I think that it was really that final tribal council that like put the nail in the coffin for her. I don't think it was that big of a landslide before that because we had Drea, Omar, Tori, Lindsay, and Roxroy all say that um, they were on the fence and thought that they would likely vote for Mike before um, the final tribal council. So although Marianne did end up winning seven one zero. I don't. I think it was a lot closer than the the numbers lead us to believe. Yeah, I can agree with that completely. 
I really do think they were on the fence. I really, I mean, as I said in other podcasts, Marianne was somebody that kind of annoyed me throughout the season. So I wasn't like super thrilled when she won, but I'm also happy that she won because she was so happy about winning and it really did bring a smile to my face when that happened um and I'm super glad that Romeo didn't win I personally was kind of hoping for a Lindsay or a Mike win um but obviously Lindsay didn't have a shot at that but um yeah I mean I think that after she explained everything after she talked about um knowing that and seeing the trend of younger people getting out trying to kind of be under the radar but it's hard for her to do with the big personality that she has and everything that she did I I do really think that she definitely deserved to win so I think you know um I'm not necessarily team Marianne but at the same time I I I support her win and I think she definitely deserved it oh I I bet Go ahead, Abby. I was just say, I bet we're going to see Lindsay on another season. So she'll be back. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And I think Lindsay's going to have a hard go at it on another season because everyone's going to see what a competition, like, beast she was. She was mm-hmm. so good at everything. Um, and then as far as Marianne, I kind of love, like, when I, when I started the season, I was like, oh, this person is so over the top. I can't watch this person all season. Thank God they're probably going to be going home soon because they're just so over the top. But she kept going through and going through and going through. And at the end, I kind of liked that she kind of lulled into everyone into thinking that, you know, she was just this very emotional and like had this huge personality and no one really suspected her of having all this strategy as well. And then when she came out at that final tri- tribal council and like explained her strategy, I thought it was great. I don't know. I was very impressed. Yeah. I love her. I think she's adorable. And I think she's genuine. I think like oh, yeah. she displayed herself to be is her. Yes. I'm, I agree. Not always, I agree. I'm, I'm very iffy about that, about survivor contestants. I'm like, Hmm. But I really think that she, she is who, who she presented herself to be. So yeah, I totally agree. Completely agree with that. So moving on from Survivor, we are gonna touch on the circle. We also recently had the season finale of season four of the circle. Um, if you haven't watched the circle yet, maybe pass forward through this because we are gonna talk about the finale. Um, so Frank won, well, I guess, first of all, in the winner's circle, we have Frank, Yuling, Amani, Rachel, and Everson. And Frank wins the circle. And I think that Frank was, like, a pretty obvious winner early on. But I think because he was, like, the obvious winner early on is is the reason why I didn't think he was going to win. Normally, in circle in previous seasons anyway, the person who's the most popular in the very beginning, it's it's hard for them to maintain the popularity throughout the entire season the way that Frank did. Um, Frank built relationships with almost everybody that was in the circle, and I personally think that his win was extremely impressive. I uh, There's a lot that I could say about the circle, but 
Uh, and I will say, but just based on, you know, those first couple things, I know Abby hasn't watched the circle yet, but Michelle, do you have anything that you want to say about these top five players? I, I was really like, I was really touched by Frank, Frank, um, it, from how they, listen, it's a show. So from how they edited it on the circle, it seemed like Frank waited until he really got to know people down the line mm -hmm. and he, he kind of put it out there after he really knew people and in a genuine way, when it came up naturally, he kind of let them know, you know, both my parents have died. My grandparents who I have been super close to both passed away recently. And that to me was just so touching because if you watch the show, this guy was so positive from minute one, you would never know he had any sort of personal strife by the way he acted. Mm -hmm. He was so fun loving so nice to everyone, so over the top happy, and you would never have known. So that was just very inspirational to me that he had that personality and that positive outlook on life um, with all the hardship he had been through. And he didn't use it, these things, these tragedies that happened to him to get further in the game. It was something that to me, and again, I know it's a show, so I could be dead wrong. To me, it felt like it came up naturally and it well, came it up as a way that he wanted to get closer to people. Well, and it came up after the um, videos from home came, didn't it? So when everybody's talking about the video, there has to be a reason why he's the only one that's getting one from his best friends and not his family. Well, he's not getting one from his family because all of his family passed away. So I, yeah. mean, I don't think that, you know, he even would have brought it up had it not been for that. I think it was, I mean, you you hit it head on. He he didn't use it to his advantage at all, but it came yeah. in a very genuine way. And that just, yeah, that's how I felt. And it just made him all the more likable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he didn't, and there's another level to it where he didn't even use it to like pander to the audience, the viewing audience either. So it's like, it was very genuine to me. Again, I could be wrong. Um, and then you Ling, I thought, that girl had it all. Yuling had so many alliances. She had Rachel and Frank on one side. She had Brew and Alyssa on the other side. She was in good with everybody. Everybody. Um, so I think where things got a little bit slippery for her is she got put in the position where she had to choose between Frank and Rachel and Brew and Alyssa. And she picked to save Rachel instead of Alyssa or instead of Brew. And I think that's kind of where things started to get slippery for you, Ling. I think so too. But at the time that she picked Rachel, I think it was a good move for her to make, obviously, since Frank and Rachel are both also in the final. But I think that um, she- Oh, you was, know what? You cut out, Christina. She was one of the first people who was picked. So I think that since she was one of the first people who was picked, um, she thought that somebody else would save Alyssa. It, it really, really surprised me that Alyssa didn't make it to the final. Alyssa knew the game well. She was, she was strategic. She had some good alliances. That twist kind of just got her. Yeah. Yeah. Had it not been for the twist, um, I think she would have made it to the finals. Yep.
And then Amani, who was actually Trevor, mm-hmm. who going back to season two of the circle, the winner of season two of the circle was Delisa. And she did not play herself. She played her husband, Trevor, and used Trevor's pictures. So now we're on season four and Trevor comes in and he can't play himself because anyone would know him if they saw his pictures. They would say, oh, that's Trevor. That's Delisa's husband. So he ended up playing this girl, Amani, who is friends with Delisa. And he actually came in really late to the game. He was one of the last two added to the game. And that's one of the things about the show that I don't quite love because it's like the cycling in and out of people. Is it really fair? Sometimes they get, they come in and go right back out. Sometimes they come in and they, they stay in because I think strategically it makes more sense to keep these people that came in later on because maybe they don't have the relationships to win the game at the end. I don't know. Um, then Rachel, Rachel was in with Frank and Yuling. I don't really know. I didn't have that much to say about her. She seemed very cool. Nice. Like I, I, I liked her and Everson was the cruise ship guy, but he didn't really get like, I don't know. I didn't, I feel like I didn't really learn that much about him either. So it makes sense to me that they really were towards the bottom of that top five. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I definitely agree with, um, with that, I thought it was really cool to see Trevor on since we saw Delisa play him on her season. I thought that was an interesting twist. The other twist that I loved this season is that we got to have um, Melby and um, Emma Burton on from the Spice Girls. Scary and Baby Spice were on at the very beginning of the season. They came on and they made they're um, like a fake player or whatever. And the goal was to trick them into um, having them not figure out who it was. Um, that was the Spice Girls. And so I thought that was pretty cool that, um, I don't know, I, I loved the Spice Girls when I was a kid. So I just thought that was cool. It would have been even cooler if they all would have got to meet them at the finale at the end but of course that didn't happen which is totally you know it's fine it is what it is but it was cool to even have them on there to begin with I thought yeah that was really such an upgrade from I forget what season it was I don't remember if it was last season or the season before where they brought on the woman and I couldn't even tell you her name who was Lance Bass's assistant. And she was just so like, listen, she was lovely, nice woman had to be early forties. I'm guessing. I don't know. Very nice woman. She was so boring. Oh my God. And I'm like, this is the best they can do. Lance Bass's assistant. And I think they heard our cries and they actually brought on some spice girls. So I thought that was a great twist. Yeah. I thought so too. Um, so do you have um, anything else? What else? Uh, oh, so the one the one thing I wanted to see, and Christina, I don't know if you had a chance to go back. Do they show the final ranking? I did not go back. I'm not sure if they did or not. I don't think they I don't think they ever show the final rankings on the show. I just don't think they do it. I think that they did in a in previous seasons because I think that we see it like count down but I'm pretty sure that this season they just like announced that it was Frank and they didn't go through the whole thing 
I could be wrong though. But I know that like when Delisa won, they like counted down and they did like five, four, three, two, one. I'm pretty sure. No, I, I don't know. I don't remember seeing it. I'm not sure. I don't think they did it this time. I really don't. Because I don't remember what order they would have been in. I mean, if I had to guess, it would be like Frank, Yuling, Rachel, or maybe Trevor, and then Everson, if I had to guess. But this also, I feel like this one was also like a more obvious one. It's not like, I mean, I think that halfway through the season, we could have guessed that Frank and Yuling were going to be in the top two, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, as happy as I am, Frank won. I think Yuling played a great game, and I would have loved to I see Yuling yeah. win also. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because when I was really thinking about it, I'm like, we never had the face of the circle winner as a woman. Of course, season one, we had Joey won. Season two, Delisa, who is a woman, did win, but she won by playing Trevor, her husband. Mm -hmm. Season three was James, who I absolutely loved James, actually. Season three was James, and then now we have Frank. So I just want to see, like, it's just interesting to me, like, the, the winner is decided by the rankings of the people. Like, why is it that a woman has not been ranked the highest? very interesting to me I can't wait to see next season if we do get a woman winner and I'm again I'm not taking away from Delisa winning she was amazing she's probably one of my favorite winners Mm -hmm. it's just she won as Trevor so people thought they were voting for Trevor when they were doing the rankings right yeah no I totally see your your that's a great great point I didn't even realize that it was all men that one since I think of Delisa as a winner which she is but yeah yes that's totally true all men have been voted to win so yeah let's get a girl in there let's get a a winning female that's what I want to see next season okay what else guys so another thing um, I just want to touch on very, very briefly is that there's a new show that is coming out on Paramount Plus called All Star Shore. Um, that is coming to Paramount Plus on July 29th. And it is it, the like tagline that they have is that it's the first ever um, party competition show. So, okay. So we have the cast of um, All Star Shore, which is going to be um, Angelina from Jersey Shore, Bethan from Geordie Shore, Blake from The Bachelorette, Chloe from Geordie Shore, um, Gianna from Love is Blind, James from Geordie Shore, Joey from The Only Way is Essex. And I've actually seen him because I've watched um, him on um, X on the Beach UK. Um, Jody or Johnny, I'm sorry, Johnny Middlebrooks um, from Love Island, who's also going to be on the next season that is currently filming, season 38 of The Challenge. Uh, Kareem from Acapulco Shore. 
um, Luis from the Acapulco shore as well, Mariana from the the Circle Brazil, Ricardo from Rio Shore, Trina from Love Island, and Vanessa from RuPaul's Drag Race. So I don't know a lot of these people. I have to be really honest with you. I know Johnny from Love Island. I know Gianna from Love is Blind. I don't know if you guys watched Love is Blind. She was, she was mm -hmm. on that show with this guy, Damien, who was just the most unlikable piece of mm -hmm. trash that treated her horribly. And she's like absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I'm excited she's going to be on a show without him, to be really honest with you. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that too. I didn't like him on Love is Blind either. I know who Angelina from Jersey Jersey Shore is. Oh, yes. Yes. And um Blake um from The Bachelor, obviously I know who that is. Um and then kind of a funny actually little anecdote about Blake is that when he was in quarantine for this show, he slid into my DMs on Instagram, but oh. deleted it before. Okay, I like literally like took a screenshot of it, sent it to my bachelor group chat and was like, oh my God, this happened. And then I was like, I don't know, like way too nervous to open it. So I didn't open it for like an hour or something like that. And Abby's in the group chat. She's like, Christina, what the hell did you say? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> So yeah, it was hilarious. But anyway, so when I, by the time I just got the balls to open the message, he had deleted it. So I have no idea what Blake tried to see to me, but I do have um, a screenshot that notification that Blake did slide into my DMs during the quarantine of this. And just for the record, we won't spill anything else, but he's not the only reality star to slide into Christina's DMs. <laughs> oh. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Okay, okay. moving on. <laughs> yes, moving on. Anyways, I'm excited to um, watch watch this show and at least see what it's about. I'm not, I don't know if it'll be good, if it'll be bad. We'll see, but I'm going to check it out. Um. Another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on just briefly is that today we are recording on Sunday, June 5th, and later tonight are the um, MTV Movie and TV and Movie Awards. Um, the host this season is former Bachelorette and former Bachelorette host, Tasha Adams. Um, CT is going to be presenting award, and he is also up for receiving award i have obviously i haven't seen this hasn't aired yet so i don't know if he'll win yet or not but he is up for um reality star of the year and nani and casey are also up for award best reality tv couple of the year so we have a little bit of challenge representation in the mtv tv and movie awards that are going to be on tonight in addition to those couple things going on at the MTV Awards, there will be a preview for All-Star Shore during the MTV Awards, and there will also be a preview for the new Challenge documentary that is going to be airing soon. I don't know when exactly that premieres yet. I assume we'll find that out tonight if you are watching. 
I'm gonna watch because all the housewives, like there was a ton of housewives on there, and you know I, I watch all the that. So. <laughs> when I saw the yeah. list of people who were presenting, I was like, oh, I bet Michelle would love this. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. That's funny. Yes, definitely. So um, now we've just we've kind of talked about some of the TV shows that have been wrapping up for the spring season. We're gonna talk about some headlines that have um, been kind of been. I guess making the news um, yeah. in the reality TV world. The first one that we're going to talk about is Memphis and Christmas got married on May 28th. Um, they met on Big Brother All Stars and they just got married. Yay, um, congratulations to them. <laughs> I'm not a very big fan of either of them either. Um, at first, when I first started watching that, actually, um, full disclosure, that was the first season of Big Brother that I watched. So um, when I first started watching, Stars? yeah, oh, yeah, it was. I've gone back and I've watched a couple seasons, but that was the first one that I watched live. And so I kind of liked Christmas at first, but then as the season went on, I didn't like her. <laughs> uh, watch her on her original season. God, I just. Yeah. Don't yeah. watch her. Don't watch that season. Yeah, actually, don't that watch season. that season. <laughs> Michelle's awful. Michelle's one hundred percent correct. Yeah, awful. Well, I mean, I want to say before All Stars even started, and they were doing interviews with people. Memphis mentioned he had like a crush on Christmas, mm-hmm. so he manifested this, and he was in a whole other relationship. She was in a whole other relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what? But you saw them get close in the house, but it's like they both had the most boring, bland personalities. Like, I don't know how they were getting so close. I guess it was just the physical attraction. I don't know. The way that I see it, honestly, is that like them or not, these two are good together. And that's what's important in in a marriage. It's not like I want either of them to be miserable and lonely for the rest of their lives. I don't hate them that much. They're not my favorite people. (laughs) I think they are good together. Okay. okay. Well, I'll, I'll say a different um, view. They, I hope they are, they, they can be happy together, but I still hope they're miserable. <laughs> they're miserable humans. Oh my God, Abby. I, I, I kind of agree. And I wanted to love Memphis going into all-stars. Cause I was well, like, I liked oh him on 10. We, I I liked know, him. we have Memphis and Keisha back together. This is just so amazing. And the way he just dropped Keisha, like, a hot set hot potatoes like it was nothing I'm like oh my god like I can't stand this man so (sighs) that was a hard season that was a that was a rough one now there's been other big brother marriages and I just wanted to know if you guys have any opinions on these other couples so the first one I have here is Jeff and Jordan from, I think, Big Brother 11 was their season. And I know, Christina, you didn't watch all the seasons. So if you don't know them, that's quite all right. I can say blah. Blah. I was a huge Jeff fan. And now he's off. No longer. That was when it originally aired. No longer. I was too. I I I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on. I didn't know what he was saying on live feeds. Like. Yes, his shit doesn't smell in his opinion like I would hate to be married to a man like that I can just see him being like controlling and making her feel dumb you know whatever but 
Okay. I don't know. Okay. So the next one is Bailey and Swaggy from season 20 of Big Brother. I of love course, Bailey and Swaggy. I love them. They are one of my absolute favorite, like, not even reality TV couples, like celebrity couples. I love Bailey Aww. and Swaggy. I adore them too. And I think their, okay. their thing is true love. I'm not saying the others aren't true love. I just, I just, people bash them for him proposing as soon as he did, only knowing her for a few weeks. So I like it that they, they've proven people they've wrong. Everybody wrong. Yeah. And I know that some people like think that their love is annoying, but like, I don't care. I think it's cute. I think it's adorable. Go for it. <laughs> Like, if you want to be, like, all lovey-dovey like that, more power to you. I know it's not for everybody, and that's totally fine. I mean, like, I wouldn't necessarily, like, want a relationship where I'm literally sleeping on a comforter of me. But if that's, like, what you want and that's what makes you happy, then, I don't know, more power to you. I think that they are just (laughs) the cutest couple. I was talking about another couple that was on survivor in my survive in my survivor chat I like as I'm re-watching I don't think either one of y'all are in it and I said the, the same thing you just said about them because the, they kept on giving each other like tiny kisses like 10 times in a row and I'm just not a very I'm a hug person I'm a verbal um, emotional person but I'm not a touchy feely person so it's like I'm yeah I'm, I'm not comfortable with all that like I'm not a big cuddler or anything it's like I need my space you can have your space so yeah I'm not all lovey-dovey like that either but I think they're adorable they have grown on me I like them both on big brother in the big brother house they were my alliance I was on their side I was with them after the show I was like a little annoyed by them because I don't know whatever happened with them after the show whatever fundraiser event, whatever, I kind of like got turned off to them for a while, but they've proven uh, again and again, they're a real couple. They love each other. They both like, you can tell Swaggy works so hard and you know, at his success, good for them. Very happy for them. So I agree with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So the next one is Rachel and Brendan who were originally on season 12 of Big Brother. But they've also been on like Amazing Race. They Rachel's been on other seasons of Big Brother. They've kind of been on a couple of shows. I don't know. Crickets. I, I kind of like them. <laughs> I, 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 I like them. Rachel. I know nothing I like about them. them anymore, but I I I don't know. I, I like I feel like she wears the pants in the relationship and I like that. <laughs> yes, she definitely does. And when she was on the season of Amazing Race, I haven't watched all the seasons she's been on for Amazing Race. I kind of tune in and out of Amazing Race if I like the cast or not. Um, and when she was on the season with the Big Brother people and the Survivor people, Rachel and Brendan had like such a feud against Nicole F. So that endeared me to yes. Rachel. I love it that <laughs> she doesn't like her. <laughs> I know, me too. And then speaking of Nicole F, the next couple is Nicole Franzel, who was originally on Big Brother 16. And then she was also on Big Brother 18, where she met Victor. The funny thing with them was Nicole had a completely different boyfriend in the house on Big Brother 18. Uh, I I want to say Cody, but it's Corey was his name. 
Um, and then somehow after the show, they broke up and Victor and Nicole got together and now they're married and have a baby. Yeah. So I, I liked Vic, Victor a lot on the show. Um, but on, he was on 18 with her, but I don't know. Nicole did two shows too many for me. Um, mm-hmm. I just can't stand her. And I didn't mind her on 16, but, and it's not cause she had a boyfriend in every house she was in. Like, I don't care about that. Whatever. Do your thing, girl. I, I just, I just think she's fake. So, um, oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I feel kind of sorry for him, but whatever. Well, I cracked up. Lo- it's obvious so- that he loves her to death. So, yeah. It, I crack up when people post pictures of what he looks like now. <laughs> and oh they say that Nicole has sucked the flavor out of that man. <laughs> Completely. It is like white dad shoes with his haircut. He's a police officer. It's like living in what's what? Oh my God. Why am I blanking? What town is she from that she always talks about? I didn't Nebraska, somewhere in Nebraska, I think. No, hold on. Um, the town name cracks me up. Why am I blanking? Ubly, Michigan. <laughs> oh, she's Michigan. Oh, okay. But just ugly, like this little small town. Good for her, though. She, I don't, I don't know. Not my faves. Um, okay, so next we have Jess and Cody. And I'm blanking on what season were they? 19? Was it 19? No, they were on. Yeah, they were on 19. They were on with Christmas. Yes. Yep. No, they, they were also on Amazing Race. Were they on with Christmas? Because that was the season Josh was on. Yeah. Nope. Jody. I mean, Jody. Um, Jess. I mixed their names together. Jess and Cody had a huge feud with Josh. Okay. Yeah. And Christmas. Well, actually the whole house. But the whole house sucked. But they sucked too. I'm surprised, not to change topic, but I'm surprised they didn't bring Jess and Cody onto the challenge. They, she started having babies immediately. She hasn't yeah, had you're a right. Been, you're right. She's popping out kids left and right. You're right. She's pregnant, about to pop out another one. There's no time for yep. her to go on the challenge. And yep. I bet Cody wouldn't, wouldn't leave her, you know? I mean, they are obsessed with each other. Yeah, and they, someone's got to watch all those kids. Yeah, you're right. Okay, makes sense. Um, and then the last one that I have here, which is like kind of like a under the radar one is Danny Donato. Well, her last name now is Briones, um, and Dominic Dominic, I think was on the second season she did with her. Yeah. He did that, that, uh, Danny did. I always actually really liked him. I thought he was really cute, but he only was on, he had to be the second or third boot. If I'm remembering. Correctly. Yeah. He was he pretty was early. Um, and I liked, I liked her too until All Stars. Um, I had liked her, but it was funny because she's another one. Her first season, she had another showmance, and I don't know whoever watched yeah. season eight. It was the one that Evil Dick won, and you know he was very. They hated Jen. Well, the guy she had a showmance with, they ended up breaking up, and after the show, he ended up dating Jen, like her nemesis for a while. <laughs> so. Um, honestly, after watching, she was so cringy on all stars, how she was like up Cody's ass and 
I don't know. If I was her husband, I'd be like, oh, honey, that's embarrassing. But I, I think they're still together and happy. And I think, well, actually, I think they had another kid since then. They did. Yes, they did. They did. Um, I don't like Danny. She pissed me off on all starts because she went against Janelle and I, Janelle's my favorite of all time. Um, but I actually do think they make a good couple. So I'll give them that. And that's it. That's all. That's all the marriages I could think of from Big Brother. I don't know, Abby, if I missed any, but those were the those were the ones I could come up with. No, when I looked at the ones you put in, I was thinking like if we if you had missed anyone, and I don't think so. Yeah, that's all I could come up with. Now I'll be interested to see who will be the first Big Brother divorce. There's got to be one with all those crazy, awful people. Yeah. I hope it's not Bailey and Swag. I mean, besides no, Bailey I won't. Swaggy. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Speaking of Big Brother news, the other thing that really made um, Big Brother headlines recently is that Bailey and Swaggy announced that they are having a baby. So not only are they married, they are now um, married and having a baby soon. Um, I saw yes. on a post that Bailey said that she didn't start showing until she was seven months pregnant. Oh, I could tell because the pregnancy pictures she posted and then she said, like, I'm doing a few weeks. I'm like, I look like this at like five or six months, what she looks like now. She's really tiny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. She I mean, and, but they are constantly working out. I mean, I know that they're not training for the challenge, but they're just like people that care about their health and their bodies and working out is something that they do. And so, I mean, I'm sure that that has a lot to do with it. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've never had a kid. I can't pretend to know, but she, but she looks great. She's glowing. Yeah. She looks absolutely beautiful. I'm okay. very happy for them. Yes. I was just going to say congratulations, Bailey and Swaggy. We are super, super happy for you. So we next have quite a bit of Bachelor Nation news. So one of the first things that I'm going to talk about is Becca and Thomas, who met on the last season of Bachelor in Paradise, just got engaged. Um, Becca is a former, well, let me back up. Becca has been engaged on the show twice. She was the winner on her season of The Bachelor Um but her bachelor in between the when filming ended and when the filming aired um he broke up or the finale aired he broke up with her and got back together with his runner up so they then made her the bachelorette and she got engaged um on the bachelorette but she and her um fiance winner um ended up breaking up um a lot and they broke up in 2020 and um a big part of their breakup was that they didn't agree politically and um so she was engaged twice and then she went on bachelor in paradise and her and thomas ended up breaking up on the show because basically you either like break up or you get engaged and she didn't want to get engaged on the show three times but after the show um 
I guess, stopped filming, uh, she reached out to him and they ended up getting back together. And just last week, she proposed to him. And so now Becca and Thomas are engaged. Do either of you have any thoughts on Becca and Thomas or just um, even the fact that she proposed to him? I'm really happy that she that she find hopefully finally found happiness. And I'm so glad she, I don't even remember his name. I'm so glad, sorry, I'm there going is. in that. Oh, I'm so glad she left him. He's, he wasn't an ass. Yeah, so. I totally agree. Yeah, and they look so cute on Instagram. I actually didn't watch VIP this season. I think I told you, Christina, like I still have it on my DVR. <laughs> so I guess I could at some point go back and watch it. But um, so I've just followed them on Instagram. Um, but I think they're adorable. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I, and I love Becca. So I just, I'm really happy that she finally found someone. And I just think that, that it's so cute that she proposed to him too, just given that. Um, she's had two failed engagements where a man has proposed to her. I think that, you know, with her saying, you know, third time's the charm and she wants to be in control. I think that that was just such a great thing for their relationship. Personally, for me, you know, like I want to be proposed to, but everybody's different. And I think that for their relationship, it makes a lot of sense for them. And I think that um, she's she's just great. I'm really happy that she did it. Going on to more Bachelor news, Jojo and Jordan finally got married. Um, Jojo was the Bachelorette like four or five years ago. Like she's been, it was so long ago that Jojo was the Bachelorette and she picked Jordan and it was kind of controversial that he went on there just to get famous and all this stuff came out about him being a cheater um, in previous relationships. And before the show even finished airing, there were so many rumors about going around about them. And I'm just really glad that they were able to um, get through all of the chaos that surrounded their season come out of it and now um, have their own little home renovation show and just I'm just super happy for them they got married on May 14th and he was her winner obviously and I just I'm just super happy for them and glad that they got married so I'm not a bachelor nation person but I I follow some of the headlines this is Aaron Rodgers brother correct yes Okay. I kind of, I, I kind of want to know, like, what are the, the, Aaron didn't go to the wedding, did he? Like there, he had no. like a huge falling out with his family, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's all. So that's all I really, cause I, I kind of just followed the headlines with some of these bachelor things. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know all the people, but I do know them. And I remember him being Aaron Rodgers' brother. So yeah, I want to know what the deal with Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't really go into detail about it too much on the show other than that, that just like there was a rift. He wasn't, he didn't, um, go to the hometown dates or anything like that. So, um, there's definitely something that happened between them, but as far as like the bachelor goes, they were actually pretty decently respectful of the situation in regards to like, nobody really knows what happened. They didn't you know, force them to talk about it. 
Um, another big Bachelor Nation announcement is that Becky Becca Tilly, who was on um, Chris Soul's season of The Bachelor and Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor, um, she was runner-up on her first season, and I believe she made top five or six on Ben Higgins' season. And um, Becca Tilly and Haley Kiyoko, who is a singer, if you don't know, um, went finally went public with their relationship. And I think that this is like such a big deal that they finally went public with their relationship because they have been together for four years. So if you're a, fran- a fan of Becca Tilly, if you listen to her um, scrubbing in podcast, she very she has said years ago, I think in 2018, that she was in a relationship, but that they weren't ready to go public with it. They weren't she wasn't really going to talk about it. So she always referred to um, the person that she was dating as P95. Um, there are just so many um, different like signs if you like follow them that like they were together. So like if you're really a big fan of either of these two people, you knew that they were together, um, but it's not something that they had ever publicly talked about. So Haley came out with a new song and a new music video for her song. It's called For the Girls. It came out on May 20th. And it's it's interesting. It's really funny, actually, because it's like almost like um, the music video is almost like Haley is the bachelorette. And she's like throwing aside like all of these like beautiful, beautiful women. And like in the end, she ends up with Becca. And that's kind of how they announced um, and came out in their relationship. Um, I know that, you know, coming out was something that was really nerve wracking, wracking for Becca. Um, and she really now has said how glad she is that she did it. So I am super, super happy for Becca and Haley. I think Becca is one of the prettiest girls I've ever seen on that show. I know. And on Ben Higgins season, like when they do like stuff that wasn't seen like at at the end of the episode so Mm -hmm. many of them were her and Jojo because they were really good friends on that season and they were so adorable together Mm -hmm. um their friendship was so cute and I just think Becca is is adorable personality wise and I I think she's stunning so um do you know if she may have not talked about this is she and it doesn't matter I'm just being nosy is she is she bisexual or fluid or um, I honestly, I don't know what exactly she said. I know she said that she's not a lesbian. So obviously there's more than she likes more than just women. But as far as I okay. know, that's really all that she said about it. Okay. I was just curious. <clears throat> yeah, of course. So congratulations, Becca. Congratulations to Haley. Um, we are super, super excited for them as well. So the last couple that we're going to, or headline couple that we're going to talk about um, comes from reality TV royalty. And that is that on May 15th, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker finally got married. On April 4th, they had their little, you know, like fake wedding in Vegas after the Oscars. Um, but they officially got married in Paris 
And um, yeah, super, I, I just, I think that these two are adorable and yeah, I, I love them. So super also excited for Courtney and Travis to finally be married. Um, I don't know if either of you have watched any of their show on Hulu. I've watched a little bit of it. I watched the proposal. I thought that it was the cutest thing in the world. Um, kind of sad that Courtney's kids couldn't be there, but um, yeah, I just wanted to include that in with all, all the stuff that we're talking about, because if we're going to be talking about reality TV, then why not talk about the Kardashians who are like the epitome of all of reality TV? You know, what's funny, Christina, I don't watch the Hulu show. I don't have Hulu right now. Like I'll cycle in and out of Hulu if there's something I really want to watch. Um, but I feel like I know everything going on in the show between Twitter and Instagram. So I've seen clips from the show and I've seen like the clip of the proposal and I've seen the clip of like Courtney calling the kids and them being like hanging up on her or whatever. So I, I feel like I, I know what's going on in the show, even though I haven't watched it. And I'm a huge, I'm actually a huge Blink-182 fan. I love Travis. He's been through a lot mm-hmm. um, yeah. in his life. So if he's happy, I'm happy. All the best. Yeah. So for me, like I have... Okay, so I started watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians when um, Bruce transitioned into Caitlyn. I just thought that that whole thing was very interesting. And I personally am like, just very accepting and wanting to know more about the LGBT community. So that's kind of what like piqued my interest and made me start watching. Courtney, since I've started watching has always been one of my favorites. I absolutely love her. And then um, the guy who I've been seeing is like obsessed with Travis Barker. Like I, I've never seen like anybody stand somebody so hard in my life. So uh, we've been following their relationship pretty closely. And yeah, I just think that they're just great. So super happy for them. Christina, I love, and this, I think this is the second time you've kind of like brought this up that you're, you, you like, um, may watch a show or become more interested in a character, um, that, um, is part of the LGBTQ community, maybe because you don't get as much exposure in real life. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, my birthday. So I, yeah, I think, oh, okay, there you go. So I think that that's like part of the reason why it like really kind of intrigues me because like, um, yeah, you're right. The exposure is part of it, but like, okay, so for six years of my schooling career, me and my brother both went to Catholic schools. And so we really weren't, um, shown, like we didn't really have that much communication with people who are in that community community. And I know that like, it, like, in like seventh grade, my brother got made fun of for being gay. And this was like years and years and years before he ever came out. So um, seeing thing, people being accepted, I just think is like such a big deal that it just really is something that I'm interested in because I just want to be more accepting and I just want more to be able to bring awareness and have more people be accepting because I know that in my personal life, I guess, and the experience that I feel my brother 
kind of had wasn't necessarily always that way. That I think that's awesome. That's beautiful. That's that's great. I was gonna say I just like mm -hmm. I went to college in New York City, so it's like all these things. It's like I've seen them all in real life, and it, like it's so uh, like so many of my friends are part of that community, and it's just like when I. Uh, watch reality tv it's not something that super stands out to me because i'm like it's it's all in my life and all around me so i think it's so interesting that like there's certain shows or people you're like okay i really like this person because i think that's really cool mm -hmm. yeah so yeah we all have our different reasons and um things that stand out to us and i think that's another good reason why it's so great that all three of us are are hosting this podcast because we all just have such different perspectives in life it just makes things makes things I don't know. Um, it's just great to talk about. Absolutely. We're all from such different areas too. Yeah. Very different. I mean, the only place I lived besides Texas was Tennessee and that was for college. And then for, you know, in Knoxville for a few years after, but then I was born and raised in Dallas. That was very diverse and, you know, open-minded and, and everything. And then, you know, I, I get, sent well not sent but you know I go to the bible belt of <laughs> the southeast you know mm -hmm. yeah and then I've lived in Nebraska I've lived in Lincoln all my life I've never lived anywhere else and there is I mean some diversity here it's not that there's none but um what going to a catholic school I think um lessened the diversity for me. If I would have went to a public school, especially for those later years, I think I would have experienced more of that because I do remember um, going to an elementary school that had people that had like a big ESL population. And I was very exposed to a lot of different diversity, but um, my parents are very religious, especially my dad. And he really wanted me to go to a Catholic school. And so that just really narrows it down because everybody is the same religion. Everybody believes the same thing. And I mean, I think in my graduating class, like there might've been like three or four people of color. So I, yeah, I really, there, there just wasn't a whole lot of diversity that I was exposed to. And of course, Catholic people, it's a little more accepting now than it, it was even 10 years ago when I was in school, but, um, you know, being gay is a sin. So I wasn't really, um, exposed to that as much either, but I'm very grateful that, you know, my parents are very accepting of my brother and, um, yeah, I mean, everything is just on my end. It's just, I always just want to learn as much as I can, um, especially on the things that I wasn't necessarily exposed to as much because I don't want to be ignorant. Oh, good for you. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, that was a quite the little tangent <laughs> that we got. Sorry. No, that's totally <laughs> fine. We're it was, reality. It was a good tangent. Yeah, we're reality served real. We talk about real life and reality TV. And that's just, you know, a little bit of, um, of reality for us. So now we've talked a little bit about reality. We've talked quite a bit about a lot of different reality TV shows. And, um, I don't really have anything else to say. Do either of you have anything to say before we wrap up here? 
No, I got a lot off my chest. This felt great. (laughs) Yeah, I think this was a really fun episode. And thank you all for tuning in. We have been the Reality Served Real podcast. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at RSR Podcast. Um, And we will be back to recap the next episode of All Stars for you. Um, And we'll see you soon.